0: This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder.
1: Waco has a rich and diverse music scene, and now it's official. Recently, the state of Texas designated Waco as a music-friendly community. Joining me now, Lindsay Lipmoot, who is one of the driving forces behind securing this special recognition. It is a joy to have you, to be with you again. Initially.
0: I miss you so much, <laughs> Ann Harder. Well, we
1: <laughs> sat next to each other in the, in the newsroom mm-hmm. desks, and it was great. Yeah, it was great. And we just had a really good time. But um, things things have been really different since the pandemic. I mean, we talk about music, all these live musicians, they haven't had gigs to play. I mean, it's been a tough thing. So so what does this music friendly designation what does it mean? Well, we started this last summer. Yeah, it was remember? last August. And I we went had to that
0: big workshop mm-hmm. and all of our different genres came out and it was great and so that set the ball rolling and we were having meetings every month but once this pandemic hit, I got really concerned. I thought this may not happen for us right now, but I said, "Y'all, we've got to do this now because we need to be organized." And that's really what it means. It means a direct Connection to the Texas Music Office, which is then has a huge connection to different uh, industry players, that sort of thing. So when you when you talk about pandemic for a musician, now that we're connected to the Texas Music Office, they know what we're up to. We know what they're up to. We can tell our local musicians, hey, there's this fund for artists. Apply, get some grant money. Help help you through these hard times. Different things like that. Um, but we have so many things that we're working on on the horizon we're going to try to well originally we wanted to do a big concert to
1: celebrate. Oh, yeah. A huge kickoff and announcement and so forth. That didn't happen.
0: That's not going to happen. But we're doing things in different ways. We are going to have kind of reboot our Texas Music Cafe and have that on 25 News.
1: That is so funny because many, many, many years ago, Texas Music Cafe, Zach and Jim, Waco Mm -hmm. 100 hosted it. And uh, I am just thrilled to learn that that's coming back. I love it. And when you they're, they have a documentary
0: on the Texas Music Cafe, and I think it was last year, but they're two years shy of 25 years right. of doing this. And they have everybody on, you know, Ruthie Foster, Willie Nelson, and all of our local folks getting that experience of, you know, being on the stage and having your local crowd listen to you is priceless. And so it's coming back to its roots. It's going to be offered locally. So people can kind of learn about, I've, I've kind of thought of this show as like a, a dinner and a concert. So we're going to be there will be
1: food involved.
0: Uh, there will be food involved this time uh-huh. because Chris, who founded Texas Music Cafe, told me that people would always be so confused. They would, like, call them up thinking Texas Music Cafe was where's, a restaurant. Where's the
1: cafe? Yeah,
0: <laughs> But it's, no, 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 live music is on the menu um, is how he would kind of phrase mm-hmm. that. But so we are going to um, kind of highlight our music industry and our restaurant and food industry because those are two industries that are really being hit hard right now during the pandemic. So it's going to be a whole show. Uh, I'm going to have a small part of involvement in it. I'm just happy to see. It's it's when you see your friends kind of shining and, and doing their thing that makes me happy. So uh, I'll just have a little bit of involvement in it. But that's going to be on um, 25 ABC.
1: That is super. Yeah. That is super. Back to its home.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure people are probably wondering, for a while people thought I had coronavirus. I didn't.
1: That's right. You were you kind of stepped back for yeah. about a month, but, but let's talk a little bit about it. you came to Waco from Austin. How, yeah. how long ago now?
0: That was 2018. Yeah. So just over two years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of You were has doing changed. mornings in Austin. Right. And I said, I'm never going to do mornings again. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm back on mornings. Back
1: on mornings. Yeah. But it, it works out better for your family.
0: I, I went in and I asked them, well, you and I were together. And uh, and then you retired, and I was uh, with Todd Unger. He mm-hmm. came from WFAA, and it was great. And it wasn't anything at all, um, you know, about kind of the environment or anything like that. It's just I... Uh, was leaving home about 12 45 and getting home at midnight. And I just, and when school, you is have underway, four small children, I have four small children yeah. and I'm a solo parent. I have plenty of support, mm-hmm. but, um, I just wasn't seeing my kids enough. You know, when you don't know what they had for dinner for me, I, I just couldn't. I wasn't getting that break in between the shows to be able to go back and And you had a little
1: you have a little bit of a commute to right, where they live. Exactly. So, so, so it just yeah. wasn't
0: gonna work out. Um so I went in and I said, Y'all, I'm really struggling in my personal life. I'm not seeing the kids enough. Could y'all think about moving me to mornings? And they considered it and they finally they said, Yeah, we'll move you to mornings. <laughs>
1: So, because originally you and Joe Gum were doing evenings, right? Yeah. Well, when so I got here, so now the team here, is back together.
0: I know when I got here, I did six months, I think, by myself, mm-hmm. and right. then Joe came in, and then Joe went to mornings. <laughs> so it's been like, how many co-anchors <laughs> did I have in two years? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, of course, as a, as a broadcaster, as a broadcast journalist, you've been at this a little while. Yeah. As young as you are, you've been you've been at it a little while, and you've been all yeah. over the country. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about your career, where well, all you've worked.
0: I started off in Bryan College Station. Mm-hmm,
1: yeah, you're in an Aggie. Whoop, yeah, yeah here
0: whoop. we go. Uh, which is exciting cause we're relaunching care HD, which is in the Brazos Valley. So right. that's very familiar territory for mm-hmm. me. And then, um, so I spent two years in Bryan college station, uh, reporting. And then I went up to Springfield, Massachusetts. I was a total fish out of water. Uh, it was so cold. I was like, I can't handle this. Then oh, I northeast, went east. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful I'm up sure, there, but I'm sure. uh, cold. And then I went to uh, Fort Myers, Florida. <laughs> All right, we warmed up a little bit. Yeah, and I, I mean extreme opposites. Mm-hmm. And then I went back up there um, and went to Portland, Maine. And then that's when I was like, you know, I've really got to get back home because I already had two children, two little babies, and was pregnant with my third boy. And I just said, I got to go home. So went. Um, Back to Austin, my mom, I was raised in Mahia, but my mom uh, has lived in Georgetown since mm-hmm. I was in college. So I went back there. And um, and then I got the phone call a couple of years later about, do you want to come back to your hometown market? And I was like, yes. So uh, it's kind of gone by in a flash. It's just like parenting. The days are long, but the years are short. That's what it feels like in this business. But
1: What what has been the favorite place you've been the favorite thing that you've done can you pinpoint oh,
0: something absolutely being here in waco and really? doing the hip-hop documentary <laughs> has been my favorite because you know what i listen to country music and i was gonna say you
1: are a country <laughs> music girl and i yes. uh, wear boots just about every day every day to work we have uh, plenty yeah. of cute little selfie pictures <laughs> when i would wear boots you know we'd have to have our boots showing mm-hmm. showing out but um yeah, what got you interested in the well, whole hip-hop it was the Texas, music?
0: it was my Texas Voices segment. Okay. Um, I was doing that every week and just getting to highlight all the talent that we have here locally. And I thought, well, I, I want to branch out in the genres. I don't want to just focus on, you know, Texas country. And so I read an article on com about Prescription, a hip-hop artist, and I thought, oh, my goodness, like, you know, there's an entire community, there's an entire industry of hip-hop music here in Waco, and um, it ha- there's a fascinating story there. So I reached out to Prescription. I said, hey, let's do uh, a Texas Voices story. So that's mm-hmm. like a two-minute package. Right, you, you, go, know? you go to
1: his studio Right. tape the interview. Well, and-
0: when I talked to him, he was like, no, 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 this is something bigger. Let me set you up with all these people and do an entire day of filming. And, of course... You know, this was a passion project for sure because it was a Saturday. Right. You were doing
1: this around your regular work hours. I had a
0: couple of volunteers who said, yeah, we'll we'll come out and we'll do this. And you just start hearing these stories. And some of them are heartbreaking. Some of them um, are just exciting, you know, tragedy, triumph. And that's how it all got started. And then in true Lindsay fashion, I got in over my head and I thought, well, (laughs) Now we've got a, docu- a full-length documentary, yeah, of a, of which a full I had length. never done before. Yeah, yeah. So so I just went with it. And, you know, honestly, I'm a person of faith, and I just thought, well, God put me in the right place at the right time to tell stories that that were just waiting to be told. Because it's not typical news content.
1: Right. Although, although Mm -hmm. some of the stories did have to do with actual news stories with a murder that occurred. Let's talk about that. Well,
0: um, now the family um, of Justin Wayne Bibles, who was murdered in 2018, and for local folks outside the Red Lobster, they'll remember that. Oh, yeah. That has become um, a story that I I truly am invested in trying to help the family. Um, The suspect, the suspect named by Waco PD, he is in prison but they took the, uh, the case to the grand jury, and he got no billed. So he, the grand jury decided not to indict. Um, so this family's just kind of waiting, you know, for justice. For justice, yeah. And, and just a couple of weeks ago, uh, District Attorney Barry Johnson met with the family, um, which was fantastic. It was because of our reporting that he said, let me sit down with this family, let me talk with them, and he needs some new information to be able to take it back to the grand jury, and he's 100% committed to doing that. He wants to do that, but there has to be some new information that, that comes forward, but he told me, Ann, that there are 28 unsolved murders that are open. That includes Waco and McLennan County, but 28 cases, you know, in his office, and so I'm kind of getting an idea that's for a, a, new, a yeah. new segment. And, I mean, you remember in the 90s, we were number one per capita for, sure, for, for murders. murders. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they go unsolved. And these families right. are just, they feel forgotten. Right. You know? So what was the connection with hip-hop music, though? Well, Justin, that. the victim, uh, was a hip-hop artist. Mm. And it's a very thriving community here I in I Waco. I think
1: that's probably the biggest news that came out of your documentary, yeah. that there are a lot of people that had no idea.
0: right. Waco's hip hop scene was alive and thriving. And you know, some of these guys, they'll move off to Houston or Dallas and Big have, names. Well, well, symbolic one. Yes. Larry Griffin Jr., who graduated from uh Robertson Robinson High School. Um, he's won three Grammys now. His I latest mean, we're talking Grammy.
1: Big success. Oh
0: yeah. Um uh, Madonna, um, uh, Kirk Franklin, Beyonce, Kanye, Jay-Z, um, uh, Gladys Knight. he produced one of her records. Really? I mean he's an amazing talent, and people didn't know that he you know, he grew, grew up uh, he here. graduated from MCC. So it was really great to to meet these guys and ladies and um and just be kind of the vehicle for to for telling their story. and I'm hoping, you know, if I can twist some arms that we could because right now you can watch it on the um on the KXXV app. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you got to download that on Roku. And that's also the clean
1: version. Now,
0: And I told you you're going to have to muffle your ears because <laughs> there were bad words. You, you were so editing,
1: editing right next to me. And it's <laughs> just like, Nan, you may hear it.
0: <laughs> I was like, there's some bad words. You went to the, the premiere. Um, I sure although did. Although there was so much cheering. That was so exciting to me. I had that- no idea people would be cheering when they saw their loved ones. It was that was so fun. And pre pandemic, thank
1: goodness. I know that we were able to do it. Yeah, not yeah. very not very many weeks before everything exactly. shut down. Exactly. Yes, that premiere that of the great. documentary yeah. was just a remarkable night. It was so fun. Red carpet, we had yeah, the paparazzi, sold we had the out. Lights. We sold out. Sold it out of the Hippodrome. Yeah. And you know, folks were there to really celebrate this genre of music yeah. really in central yeah. texas yeah and and here, my little country music loving friend you know who's who's I just bri- you're just brilliant and oh, and really so you, so driven and so talented at what you do in the storytelling i mean that's what that, well that's what
0: that's what really gets me going that's what i love i love doing the nitty gritty of the work you know the interviewing people putting together their story and really feeling trying to put on screen whether it's the hippodrome screen or our tv screen what is it that this person wants communicated about their story and so that's why i'm i'm hoping with my fingers crossed that we could try to get it on amazon so a wider audience could see you know um what these guys are all about and uh there's a soundtrack on spotify and youtube and app wherever you get your music there's a um Blood, sweat, and beats—the Waco hip-hop story uh, soundtrack—that you can listen. But there's cuss words, Anne. So I don't know, <laughs> I know what know you about think it. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, my favorite—you know—people are cussing in the newsroom now, Anne. That you're not in oh, there. No,
1: really. Yes.
0: My one of my favorite <laughs> things to do when we worked together was to try to tell you funny things to crack you up. But you are so funny. He, what is it? you Used to say that your dad used to say, "They're not all. They're locked not up. all locked up. They're not all locked up." <laughs> And that would just make me giggle. That's true. And then one day I looked over at you and I said, Ann, my laundry situation. And this is in the middle of the documentary. I was so focused on it. I hadn't done my laundry. And I said, Ann, I'm wearing swimsuit bottoms. (laughs) And you couldn't stop laughing. I said, I'm wearing my swimsuit because I couldn't do my laundry.
1: (laughs) Ran out of underwear.
0: (laughs) I'm like, it's a real serious situation over here. But we had some good times. Yeah, you know. uh,
1: but you were well rewarded for it. not maybe not financially. Yeah. No, but, <laughs> but you have received a claim, yes. the Tilly Award. So let's talk about that.
0: Well, I said to my my partner Kyle Norman is my boyfriend, and he also is an executive producer on this and did a lot of camera work. I said to him, should I apply? for the telly awards? I mean, I had never won one, and
1: I mean, that's an award. And, and you submitted it to South by Southwest. you did, Yes, and, we, film didn't, things, and right. we didn't
0: get in, although, you know, God works in mysterious ways, they because that it. got canceled, <laughs> they so them. maybe they should have put us in there. there you go. Um, right, we put it in the film festival, it didn't get in, and so I thought, should we put this, you know, in the competition? I mean, you're competing against ESPN and CBS, oh, and yeah. it's an international award they had I think over 5,000, maybe 13,000, thousands of entries from all all of the states and five different continents. So I was getting a little nervous, but I just said, well, we'll just do it. And we won, which was fantastic. That is So we have that nice, pretty, shiny award. Telly Award for blood,
1: sweat, and beats. And so people can go and download it. I encourage you to do this. We talk about stories, though, that people don't understand maybe what's going on. The folks involved, they're very, very tuned in. But There was a man named Tom Wilson, and and we did a podcast here about that. You have some involvement in that as well as far as doing interviews with some folks. Well, I'm
0: always working on something, and I heard about Tom Wilson through Texas Monthly. Mm -hmm. And before I even, I heard about him a couple of months before I got the job in Waco. So as soon as I got the job, I went and interviewed the journalist who wrote the story, uh, Michael Hall, and just kind of kept it in my back pocket because Tom Wilson Uh, was born in 1931 in Waco. His parents uh, were well educated. His mom was a librarian. His dad sold uh, insurance, if I'm not wrong, but his grandfather was very instrumental at New Hope Baptist Church and just a family of educators. In fact, I believe it's his great uncle who has a school named after him in uh, Kerrville. So a very, uh, a family that very much prioritizes education. So he Graduated from A.J. Moore. And, you know, he went there the same time as uh, Vivian, uh, is it Malone Mays or Mays Malone, the first African-American professor at Baylor. Right, at Baylor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember covering her story mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. maybe two years ago. So he he's just history-making in everything he does. He goes to Fisk University and gets invited to Harvard. So he goes to Harvard. He graduates class in 1954. This was a
1: long time ago. A
0: long time ago. Things were very different back then. And for him to have achieved so much, he started his own record label. And then he goes on. Well, you've heard the whole story. but right. And I'm sure your podca- podcast listeners have as well. But um, he just goes on to make great music, working with great musicians, Bob Dylan, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, which, by the way, Paul Simon just moved to Wimberley. He, don't really? you know I'm trying to get that interview to talk to him about oh, Tom man. Wilson? I want to. Can I tag along? Can I? R- I know, work right? Or something. I'm like, just call me, oh. and then I'll have his cell phone number. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all he needs you know, to do. <laughs> my main, my main thing was being in Waco. You know, not everybody knows his story, so I just oh, want, a lot
1: of people never heard of right? him.
0: Yeah. I'm like, we've got to have something named right. after him. We've got to do something to continue the legacy because he did do so much. And so I was able to track down his son who lives in Pearland, and he was just uh, very pleased that about the the podcast that we've been working on uh, with Mike and Rogue Media and Keep Wake Aloud and everybody uh, who's working on it. It's a collaboration for sure. And then um, I'd like to see something named after Tom Wilson that's permanent. So people can say, well, who was Tom Wilson and what did he do? Let me
1: tell you who he was. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, because these are our native sons mm-hmm. of Waco that we should be very proud of, you know. So uh, so that's one of the things. I'll yeah, really, <laughs> truly
1: giants in the music right. industry and, and just indicative of the wide variety of music. Right in right. Central Texas. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go kind of full circle back in, and circle back around to talk a little bit more about this music friendly designation because you know, you were you were involved Fiona Bond with Creative Waco, of course Todd Burtka with the uh, Waco Convention and Visitors Bureau and uh, let's see, well, of course Keep Waco Loud Katie and right. and, uh, and it was a year ago you you got all this going but you know, you you had to bring in Other aspects of music from the Waco Symphony. Oh, right. You you think about all the variety of Mm -hmm. music, um, Music Association of Central Texas, you know, all the folks that are kind of working to make things better. Right. But it's now got kind of an umbrella. Exactly. Because that is the whole point of doing
0: it is everything was very fragmented. Yeah. You have a hip hop community that the symphony community doesn't know exists <laughs> yeah. and you know, vice versa. And and then you have Creative Waco who can really bridge the gap mm-hmm. with with all of these groups and everyone can benefit each other. So that's really the point is having a unified, trying to anyway, have a unified voice. And I don't know how how I'm involved because I'm not a musician. (laughs) Well,
1: but you came from Austin and Austin has, obviously Austin has got this designation. And and I remember a long time ago, you saying to me, you know, why does Waco, Waco should have this?
0: Well, because I've felt from the beginning that Waco has so much talent, Yeah, you know, and I'm like, but, but you know, our musicians, they deserve to have health care too. And, and these different things that. The resources are out there. It's just a matter of being organized and connecting it to them, and and letting them know. I just want Waco to be a great place for musicians to thrive, Mm -hmm. whether they stay here and they play locally, or they go out on the road and come back to Waco. Uh, Because if you think of it geographically, we really are in the perfect spot.
1: So very centrally located, and and also
0: I'm competitive, and I thought. All those other towns on the list and not us, I don't think <laughs> well, so. well
1: who are some of the other towns? I mean, I know Austin oh, yeah. and Well obviously but... along
0: with us, I think Dallas just got theirs. Fort oh, you really? Worth is you would very think. active. Yeah. Uh, Fort Worth. Worth's on there, Denton, um even smaller towns. Uh Stephenville hmm. is on there. Um now I haven't seen I haven't seen Bryan College Station. Uh, there's a couple of towns that I think are now kind of tuning in. Probably need to, but yeah. But it's, it's very similar of a program to the Film Friendly Initiative. Yes, yes. And so for Waco now to be film friendly and music friendly and to have our our downtown historic district and all of those things, those are really good selling points that people know. Well, Waco's got it going on. You know, Waco is tuned in.
1: Really putting, right. putting the city on the map. Well, a lot, you know, we've covered a lot. It's really great, you know, hearing about the Texas Music Cafe yes. come, coming back. That's yes. that's going to be great. anything else you, we haven't touched on that.
0: Well, you know, I mean, I
1: know you have some personal aspirations the, and things, but you pro- other... may not want to talk about those. <laughs> just I don't yet, know. where music is involved.
0: Well, I yeah, I would like to uh I'd like to grow and challenge myself. I mean, I think before the documentary I had no idea how to do any of that. In any of my previous jobs, I never even picked up a camera, so I kind of learned a lot really quickly, but I would like to kind of do some specials. I am focused, and I hadn't told you this yet, but I am focusing in on uh, the Lake Waco murders. We've got a big anniversary coming up in a couple of years. Yeah. About two more years will be the 40th anniversary. I'd like to do uh, some more documentary-style reporting and that sort of thing, but Oh yeah, if I could if I could have my own music show, uh, where I'm the host of it, that would be a dream come true. Because I always used to stand in front of the TV and watch CMT and sing uh-huh. along, and you know I just I love it. Uh, music music does a lot of things that words alone can't. So. I'm in the word game, but I really admire and appreciate and you know, music musicians. has
1: charms that is true, yeah, it's yeah. true
0: so so stay tuned I mean hopefully <laughs> i mean if i could if I could have my own show doing that and still you know staying connected to twenty five mm-hmm. news it's been a real gift working there. Yeah. I haven't been able to have this much creativity uh or creative freedom, I guess you could say uh within the news constraints uh Ever before, so I do
1: appreciate that mm-hmm, that they yeah. they great, do kinda, great management, great great yeah. place to be. They let me great. do things, and
0: then they go, "Uh oh, what has Lindsay done? <laughs> what are you up to now?" now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it it's a delight always to have you, and I like to end these visits with a kind of a questionnaire. Okay, like uh, the one the late great James Lipton would use, yeah, on Inside the Let's Actors Studio. Okay, well, so we'll start off. What's your favorite word?
0: Oh my gosh! Well, I don't know that it's my favorite word. But when I was in the third grade, I used the word inquisitive, and I got so much attention from using that big old word that <laughs> I felt, wow, I must be smart. I didn't even know what it meant. I don't know if I used it uh, in, contents, but in context, but inquisitive.
1: All right, and that's the mark of a good journalist, of course. <laughs> What's your least favorite word? Oh, gosh, can't.
0: I don't like can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. I mean a
1: lot. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, emotionally?
0: Oh, I think just t- storytelling. I I love there's so much power in someone telling their story and I don't I don't always, you know, Tom Wilson had a great quote where he said when he's making music, he has one ear on the music and another ear on the audience. And when I'm storytelling, I'm not always thinking about the audience. I think it's good to keep them in mind, but I'm thinking about the person that I'm telling the story about. And I really try to get into their head and what makes them tick. Because really when I put that story on air, I just want them to have something, a part of themselves that is now out, um, there, it's permanent, forever. Yeah, yeah, out it's there forever. Yeah. Out there forever and that they can look back on and say, you know, I really appreciated that. Um, so I would just say storytelling really uh, makes me tick. So it's hard, you know, when you're covering that day-to-day stuff. Yes yeah. That uh, it, it wears on you. But yes, it, it does. But the other stuff ma- gets you through.
1: Oh, yeah. So what turns you off creatively? Mm.
0: I think uh, anything that I'm being told to do. I hate rules. <laughs> I told Joe the other day, I was like, I hate rules. Like, I hate being told you have to do this at this time in this way. So that turns me off. And also people who are not open. Like, you get in a room with someone, and if, they're, if they've got that wall up, and they're not going to open up to you, to me it's just like, all right, well, we're, we're done because you're not going to, you know, share. There won't be any give time. and take. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What sound do you love the most?
0: Oh, the sound of my kids laughing. Yeah. I love that sound. It, it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. <laughs> what yeah.
1: sound do you hate?
0: Mom! <laughs> Mom, so-and-so scratched me. <laughs> That's right. Is there blood? Then yeah. leave me alone. Okay. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> what other profession would you like to try?
0: I definitely would like to try screenwriting. I would, I'm would. i very inspired by Taylor Sheridan, who's from Cransville Gap. And mm-hmm. Uh, I would really love to learn how to do that and to hone that craft. I think that's something I could do, you know, once my T V career is, is done and I'm
1: Well, you are a great writer. So You're a very good writer. I mean the well, stories you. that we see on the air, it's like your your writing is is amazing. Thank you. So, yeah. so I'm so stay
0: tuned. I am I am looking to try
1: to well, you. I learn. mean, you take online courses. Let's you see. do so much. You just <laughs> I mean, my head's Hence spinning. Hence why I had to you. take
0: a month off of work. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was burned had out. To kind
1: of decompress a the little. The hamster
0: bit. fell off the wheel. <laughs>
1: all right. So so, what job do you know you would not like at all?
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Oh oh, teaching. Oh God, having to teach the. And my mom was a teacher for so long. And she's wonderful at it, but I am not made out to be a
1: teacher. And you had some school age children during the COVID right. shutdown.
0: I was I, I was losing my mind. At one point, I just wanted to do the homework for them. So I do not have to teach them how to do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, forget this. Let me just do this real just quick. Just let me do
1: this. I'll be done in a second. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. It doesn't work. You'll though. get a good grade. You'll pass. <laughs> I, I would not. I respect our teachers so much. During this pandemic, oh, isn't my respect that the truth? has gone through the roof.
1: <laughs> yeah, the things that are important, what really yeah. came right came to light. Yeah. All right. Speaking of light, the last question: What do you want to hear God say to you as you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh
0: gosh. Oh, I think I just. I mean. I I think I just want him to to say, "I love you," and you tried your best, you know, and you listen listened to me as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, I just want him to say, you know, good, good job. You know, you tried. So. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to hear God say, yeah. Ann? Well,
1: well done. Well hopefully, done. Hopefully. He'll well say, done. Well, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hopefully, hopefully that's what we hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a little delight always to be with you so, so much. I'm just like, you know, we're sitting back at the desk in the newsroom, not getting much work done because we we're, <laughs> were talking and laughing and giggling. I but love you. It is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> The feeling is mutual. <laughs> Absolutely. It's great. And folks mm-hmm. can follow you online. Oh, well, yeah.
0: Just real easy. Uh, at Lindsay Lippman on Twitter. And Instagram is where I put more more personal stuff, pictures of my kids and stuff like that. Um, and also on Facebook at Lindsay Lippman, K-X-X-V. That's Lippman, L-I-E-P as and pizza, M-A-N. Uh, a lot of people mess up my last name. That's okay. So, yeah, easy to
1: reach out to me. Well, it's a delight always. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Ann. Let's go have a drink. Let's do it. (laughs) Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast.
0: Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business From Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. This has been a Media Network Podcast.